Welcome to the Dose with Caesar, the podcast where we run weekly life experiments, question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. This podcast is not brought to you by the Huga Reading Light. The Huga Reading Light is a warm light. Think of it as orange. Think of an orange light that I use every night to read my books. As a matter of fact, after 8 p.m., I try to use this as my only light source so that my body is prepared for sleep. The Huga Reading Light is fucking awesome. You can find it on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks. Um, and it's just a great quality product. I love it. it. Latches onto your book. It's It has like this little pad that protects the book so it doesn't rip off the pages. It's really fucking sturdy. Um, it's bendy. So the little light it can bend any angle you need it to. Battery lasts a long time, and to charge it, it's just you just charge it with a USB cable. It's fantastic. So if you're looking for a something to read with at night that's not going to affect your sleep, I recommend you get a Huga Reading Light. Once again, this podcast is not brought to you by the Huga Huga Reading Light. I think it's Huga. It's got an H. Huga. Huga. Yeah, it's just a product that I love. All right, moving on to the experiment. Uh, Today I sent out 10 more emails. This time it was to restaurants. The adjustment I made today, because I'm trying to improve every day, and and I I knew that the emails I was sending were not up to par. There was something missing. I was was in a dilemma today, and um, I decided to simplify the email. It was too long to me, and it seemed like I'm selling. Like, why are you such a, why are you, I felt, I felt wrong sending it. I was like, I don't have to sell help. <laughs> it, this should be like a one or two line thing. So I, I, I did it. I rewrote the email to be two lines. Like, hey, my name's Caesar. I live in Austin. Love your restaurant. Um, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you out uh, during these hard times, during these weird times um other than buying gift cards and ordering your delicious food sincerely caesar simple something like that um and that felt better however my uh, the my i want to be better than that i want to present some sort of solution because even then i mean all right let's let's talk about the first round of emails the first round of emails okay i was getting my feet wet let's um i was it was it was more about doing it Right. And I realized, how would I respond to receiving my first round of emails? The way I'd respond would be, hey, fuck you, buddy. Who the hell are you to come and help me with my business? You, you're saying I can't fucking do it? You're saying I can't fucking do it? That's how I felt with my first round of emails. I felt like I was like, you, you need my help. I'm here to help. These are my skills. Maybe I was too strong. I didn't say you need my help, but that's how I felt I was coming off of. I was coming off. And so this time around, now I feel like, hey, um, I've gone to your restaurants, love the food, hope you survive. So um, if there's anything, any help I can give you other than through money, let me know. And it's more of like, I think it, it's more relaxed, leaves it on their side, leaves the ball on their side of the court. Like, you know, I'm not forcing you to do anything here. Um, I'm just, uh, just a friendly neighbor. 
who just wants to help his community. And and that's why I like it more. What I want to do is be able to come up with some solution that I'm like, hey, man, I know your restaurants might be uh, suffering or not. I don't know. Maybe you're doing fucking great. Either way, I'm just reaching out to local restaurants. And um, I got this solution that I think would help you make more money. And then I go on to tell them about the solution, which is like a, a one or two sentence thing. One or two sentence thing. Like the whole email should be less than 10 sentences. You know? Uh, my intro, the fucking, like the solution. Here's my proposed solution. Um, you want to talk about this more? You want to implement it without me? Go fucking head. I don't care. Um, you want me to help you out with it? I'd love to. That's the dream. That's the dream, baby. Give them a solution that they, they that is actually like uh, viable, that it might work. Like, hey, this kid's got a great idea. <sighs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I think maybe that's the only thing I can, uh, that's how I want to improve. I know an idea is just an idea. Um, maybe I can t take it one step further. How can we take it one step further, Caesar? I mean, I don't own a restaurant, all right, but I do cook. Part of the reason why I, um, why this was like bothering me so much today, and by this I mean the email sending, it it was rough. I was like, I was really beating myself, beating myself up. I don't know because I want I knew it had to be better than yesterday, and I know I know I knew I was missing something. And I was judging hard. I was like, why am I even sending these fucking emails? We're getting nowhere here. What are we doing? It's only day two. Chill the fuck out, Caesar. So um, part of the reason why I, or, or, um, I'm so hard on myself is because yesterday I listened to the second episode of the Nick Kokonis, um podcast with Tim Ferriss on the Tim Ferriss Show. And like I said yesterday, Nick Kokonis is actually my favorite guest that has come on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Why? I I just um, I resonate with a lot of the things he says. And he was talking yesterday about how his restaurant Delinea. Um, when 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 everything was shut down and they had to close, and they can only do date takeout, they adjusted to where they were selling three hundred. Usually, uh, one person would it would cost three hundred and fifty dollars. For them to dine in Alinea. And so they adjusted to this because they knew they weren't going to be able to sell $350 takeout. They adjusted by taking the prices down to about $30 a plate and making comfort food that, in Nick's words, had to kick takeout's ass. So it had to be cheap food that was still fucking incredible. And they turned their entire kitchen, which was a three Michelin star, their entire restaurant. It's a three Michelin star restaurant, right? And you can imagine it's it's like they're serving you art pieces. The the whole the restaurant is not just about the food; it's about the experience. So now they're trying to transfer this into takeout, and they they did this by still serving amazing food, and um, yeah, just serving amazing food. Anyway, the point is, he ends up they end up making so much fucking money that they like they have like some record in the last uh few weeks of how much uh, money they've made. And so I thought that was fucking incredible. This guy, the the thing I love about this guy is how he 
asks questions and questions just like obvious things. For example, I think they were writing a book for one of the restaurants and they asked the publisher, well, like, you know, you, how much does it take you to print the book? And they're like, eh, how much money does it cost for you to print the book? And they, they wouldn't give him an answer. And he said that you couldn't find it anywhere. This was this is something like obvious that any, that should be easy to find, but you couldn't really find it anywhere. So then they decided to self-publish because they thought they were getting fucked over by um, by the publisher, which turned out to actually be the case. When they started selling the book, they ended up making more money. I mean, they ended up actually, everybody thought they wouldn't be able to do it because uh, apparently it would take, it, the costs were too high or something like that. But no, it ended up being fine. And so what I'm trying to say is that Nick Kona's, he he attacks problems in a different way. And actually, Tim Ferriss, when he, the first episode that, the title of the episode is like, how to attack business with world-class creativity. And I think that's proper. that's a proper title. He attacks things with world-class creativity. If you go on uh, Chef Grant, Chef Grant's Instagram, I don't know his Instagram handle, but search up Chef Grant Alinea. Um, then you'll get his Instagram. You can see the, the type of food that they're, that they're making for the uh, pandemic, for the pandemic, for, for takeout, yeah, during the pandemic. And it's pretty fucking incredible. They are like... They're, they're even, they're creating similar experiences that they were in the three Michelin, in the, in their restaurant, three Michelin star restaurant at home. They're sending like little kits that include like, um, what I saw was a plastic, a piece of plastic that you set on your, um, on your table so that you can make your own dessert. Like if they were, like if they were making it in front of you at the restaurant, if you look at their dessert, they have a very famous dessert that they make right on your table by throwing like a bunch of shit on the surface of your table. Um, so it's just incredible to see the creativity that uh, that these guys, they weren't like, we're a fucking Michelin star restaurant. We have to really charge people a lot of money to fucking to fucking keep going. It was awesome to see that they were like, no, we're going to fucking adapt like that. We're going to do a complete 180. And instead of uh, just uh, instead of serving these beautiful dishes, we're going to mass produce. Um, how can I come up with a solution like that for these restaurants? I don't know. I don't know where I'm heading with this whole fucking contacting local businesses. I am. I'm. I get, I get, um, what's the word here? I fucking lose the words. <laughs> I get attracted to restaurants because I love food. I love cooking it. Um, but I know there's a lot of other, a lot of the, uh, a lot of other companies that are, or industries that are also are also suffering. But anyway, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep sending 10 emails a day. And then we're going to morph this experiment into a different type of experiment next week. Probably. So blockers for this experiment, um, just wanting to improve the emails. That's not really a blocker, but the way I felt today was like, ah, oh, this isn't good enough. What are we doing? Like I wanted to stop doing it. I, I was uh, being too negative is the blocker that I'm that I am uh, influ that I'm running into. So tomorrow we're gonna be less negative and we're gonna be more fucking creative, Caesar. All right.
moving on. No blog post today. I fucked up. What can I say? Possibly tomorrow. Cheat day. Let's talk about cheat day. Cheat day's coming up. And cheat day has become an event officially. I mean, it's been, this is like the fifth or sixth cheat day that I'm going to have. And it's fucking incredible. Because I make incredible food. I make new dishes. And they come out amazing. I'm not trying to say that I'm a great cook. I'm just trying to say that, holy shit, there's so many, like, amazing dishes out there. So many flavors to try. The flavors never end. Um, This week, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I wake up, right? I wake up. It's uh, 6 in the morning. Sun's coming up. And uh, I do a little meditation, 20-minute meditation. I sit down. I journal. I read. Then I I do a um, 25-minute stretch. No, actually, 45-minute stretch with uh, gymnastics bodies. Then I will cook my five eggs. I'll drink a half cup of grapefruit juice. And then, and only then, I'll bust out a little bacon, a couple of eggs, more than a couple, a pound of pasta, bucatini, put the pasta water to boil, heavily salt, make sure you really salt that. Salted, throw in my pasta, pasta's cooking, I'm cooking my bacon, bacon's ready, catch the fat, I catch the bacon, nice and crispy. In a bowl, I crack one egg, and I take three other egg yolks, just the egg yolks, scramble it in there, mix it up, right? Pasta's ready to go right now, pull out the pasta, sift it or whatever, make sure all the water's gone, immediately throw it into the um, throw it into the egg yolks. Start tossing. Start tossing. You don't want I don't want to scramble those eggs. We're not scrambling those eggs. Tossing, tossing, tossing. Throw in my my uh, bacon. Throw in a little bacon fat. Throw in a little pasta water. Tossing. We're tossing. We're tossing. And then I serve one beautiful, beautiful fucking uh what would you call it? A pinch of pasta. I don't know. I say pinch because I'm I'm thinking I have the the uh what are they called? They're like <laughs> How do I forget these words? You they're they're what are they? They're like chopsticks, but they're not. <laughs> they're like chopsticks. What are they called? Jesus fucking Christ. They're fucking pinzas in Spanish. <laughs> Pinzas in English. Let's see. Uh, they're not tweezers. You know, <laughs> they're not, but they're kind of like tweezers. They're for the kitchen. <laughs> they, they, you use it to grab shit and like flip steaks over. You know what I'm talking about. I hope. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the word. Anyway, that's breakfast. I top it off with a little Parmesan, a little Parmesan, a little Parmesan cheese on top, and then boom, we have, that's breakfast. Pasta for breakfast, baby. Dinner, I'm thinking of making a cake. I want to make a cake. That's not going to be my whole dinner, but I'm thinking of making a beautiful lemon pound cake. My roommate's been talking about um, banana bread recently. Fucking sounds amazing. Might make some banana bread. Who knows? Um, I'm going to chill 
I'm going to chill on the ice cream. Actually, I do want some ice cream. Maybe like a bucket or two, you know? A bucket or two. I'm just kidding. Maybe like a, a pint. A pint or maybe two pints. You know, we'll throw in two pints. But I want some creamy flavors. And uh, or maybe I just make my own desserts this week. What else am I thinking? I'm thinking maybe. So I saw Julia Child's uh, beef. What is it? Julia Child's. It's a famous dish that um, Anthony Bourdain. I was watching an Anthony Bourdain interview yesterday. And he was talking about how, you know, I every chef should know how to make uh, this dish and this dish. And then he threw out a Julia Child dish. Beef. Uh, bor- bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I I haven't had great stews. Um, maybe I don't consider. I guess they are stews uh, in Mexican cuisine, like pozole and menudo. I guess they are stews, but I don't consider them stews. I don't know why. I feel like they're more of like a, like uh, they're not even soups. They're a dish. No, of course they're they're either. A, I think they're right in the middle between a soup. And a stew. And the stews that I've had in my life are just, have been kind of, they've fallen flat with flavor. It's just kind of all one stale, strong, musky, not musky yet, swampy flavor. There you go. And that probably means that I've only had terrible stews. This beef bourguignon is apparently something that is fucking incredible. So I'm thinking of making probably maybe a beef bourguignon. Maybe I'm going to fucking, uh, my head's going to explode probably. It's probably going to be, it changed my fucking life. But it looks like something a grandma would make. Who would I make this for? I, I mean, I wouldn't make this on a date. And that's a, that's very important when I'm coming up with new dishes. I'm like, would I make this for a girl? And this, this would definitely is not a first date type of deal. You make this. And there's nothing happening that night, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's a little too heavy. You came in, you came on a little too strong with this one. A steak, you know, a steak doesn't have all the potato and the. Okay, I'll take that back because I do usually do roasted potatoes, but it doesn't have that heavy sauce, you know. And maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe maybe it's because I'm looking at these pictures and they're in a big pot and it just looks like a lot of fucking food. So maybe if I do it like a Michelin star restaurant where I just serve a small portion, you know, of beef bourguignon. And maybe you do get laid that night. Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, I think it's funny that I my mind immediately goes to a, a date when I think of a a dish. I don't know why. And moving on, I don't know. Cheat day's gonna be incredible. I'll fill you in. I'm growing mushrooms. Edible mushrooms. Legal edible mushrooms. Um they're called uh, what are they called? Oyster mushrooms. Let me tell you something. Nothing really grosses me out. I've never really found anything that grosses me out in my life. Until now. This is fucking disgusting. When I watch, I'm watching mushrooms grow is one thing that is fucking disgusting. I understand what people will say when people say now, 
um, my blood was running cold or something like that. I think I've heard that as an expression. This is so gross. When I look at it, I kind of, I get a little nauseous. I, uh, yeah, I just get like a chills go through me. I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. And so my older brother got me this, uh, uh, do it yourself, grow yourself mushroom kit. They literally, it's, it's just, some uh, a bunch of soil in, in like a box and, uh, you open it up, you, you dump it in water and then you, for like a whole night, you take it out and then you water it for the next 10 days and it starts growing. Yeah. It started fucking growing already. And then they start doubling in size once they pop out and they're popping out right now, but they pop out as like little, just a bunch of little dots. And at first it's just mold and then it becomes like a little ball and then a bunch of little balls around that little ball. Oh fuck. It's disgusting. In my opinion, it's disgusting. And uh, I just can't fucking believe this. I'm being a bitch here. I don't know why, but this this particular thing just disgusts me. And I've never had anything disgust me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, I'm sure the mushrooms are going to be great. My brother sent me some pictures of his kit. And at the end, they I mean, they end up, they look like mushrooms. They're fucking mushrooms at the end. They're awesome. But right now, as they're growing, disgusting. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Ugh, man, so just keep that in mind. You're going to grow some mushrooms. Just know that there's going to be a disgusting area. That's going to uh, that it's gonna look gross. But you're going to get through it, and then you're going to have delicious mushrooms. That's it, baby. That's all I got today. Um, things I talked about today are going to be in the show notes. Some of them, at least. The Hugo Reading Light. And, um, I mean... I didn't talk about anything else that I could link to, probably. So I'm going to leave you with this quote from Marcus Aurelius. You could be good today. Instead, you choose tomorrow. And with that, we'll see you tomorrow.